Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Young Justice Outsiders, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Justin Cummings, and today I'm joined by Andy Potter. Hello. Beatrice Murad. Hello. And Brittany. Hi. So today we are covering episodes 10 through 13 of Young Justice Outsiders, which technically I guess would make this the mid-season finale podcast, even though we're starting with only the 10th of 26 episodes. It's, yeah, so we have four episodes to get through today. You can find everything about this podcast, including our other episodes on Young Justice at OverlyAnimated.com or by searching Overly Animated on iTunes, your favorite podcatcher, or YouTube. So let's get into this. And I don't know if we want to just start episode by episode or do a general overview, but let's just kind of get, as a mid-season finale, how do you guys think this went? Let's start with you, Andy. Um, I think as a mid-season finale, this is kind of disappointing, I guess. I think these episodes are actually really great, but it doesn't feel like a mid-season finale. It feels more like a premiere at times. Like It feels like we're getting information about where the plot's actually going now, but it's 13 episodes in and it feels kind of late but yes the actual episodes are really good i really like nightmare monkeys i think that's the best of this bunch it's a really great episode and has some really interesting moments in it that i i'm sure we're going to talk about but we will talk a lot about yeah um but i also think that there's a lot of great stuff here with victor stone or cyborg whichever one you want to call him and I think there's some really messed up stuff that happens in one of these episodes when we see Victor uh after he gets blown up. Like, that's really yeah. fucked up. Mm. That's pretty fucked up. And then I think it's kind of funny, but I think True Heroes, the 13th episode, it's the most like an old Young Justice episode. It is. It's very old it's, Young Justice. Yeah, but I also think it might be the weakest of these four, which is surprising to me. Like, I think the other three do better by being a little bit different. And this one is in, in episode 13 is just like, here's an old mission, which is still fun to watch. I really enjoy a lot of the banter that goes on. I enjoy the actual mission they're on. But I think it's just really um, straightforward and kind of not boring, but it's just I've seen this a lot from this show. And, and the only real twist that we get is Tara's twist at the end, which is not if you know, Yeah, if you know Tara at all, yeah. you know something like this is going to happen. It's kind of disappointing to me that it is just Slade again. Or sorry, Deathstroke again, but it's, but it's not surprising that Terra is gonna betray them. I mean, but yeah. it's what I found interesting is that on when we see Deathstroke's phone at the end, and we'll come back to this later. When we see Deathstroke's phone at the end, it just says "I'm in." There's no contact name, making it super blatant. I mean, film technique says if we watch one shot of someone sending a text, and then the next shot is someone receiving a text. They were the ones sending and receiving yeah. the message. But it technically we don't know 100% for sure. It could They could be setting up a swerve because they know how predictable the Terra stuff is. That that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. But I also know that in past DC is really obsessed with like keeping with these old plot lines. Like yeah. they like like they really like rehashing their plot lines. And I don't know why really like Marvel is a lot better at like having these old plot lines and taking them in interesting new directions. But DC just thinks that like <coughs> for whatever reason they need to play these old plot lines kind of beat for beat again because fans like them and that's not to say like they haven't done it well like i mean i think the judas pact part of teen titans was amazing if, but i don't sorry they, uh, it wasn't quite as dark no, it wasn't it quite was, dark they didn't have a like weird 
the Teen Titans version overkill. didn't make it much better because it definitely it made it to me it made Slade worse because a they aged Terra down a bit in that one so it's even like it's more like you but found this orphan and just took advantage of yeah. that but it's it, also not sexual assault stuff which I'm scared that this show might do because we're going this weird dark direction. But well, I, I just don't realized think they'll do that. Beast like, Boy's they've done in a relationship. dark stuff in other ways, but they haven't done like that kind of. With Beast Boy being with Beast Boy being in a relationship right now, they're not going to go the normal like, oh, Beast Boy has puppy dog eyes for Tara. She betrays the team. Beast Boy gets a literal puppy dog eyes. I think it's going to be Forager. What that? I think Forager's going to have a little crush on Tara, and she's going to betray the team. And Forager will be like, Forager doesn't I... understand Tara Markov. I I think it's I think already it's, in love with the bio ship. It's not going to matter. I yeah. honestly love that is the greatest relationship <laughs> on this show right now. It's yeah. Forger and ship. I I have different ideas about where we're going with a uh, Terra like that, Justin. I think we can talk about that later. Oh, I, yeah. I but those are those are my those are my starting thoughts. Yeah, All my right, general uh, thoughts. Beatrice, starting thoughts. Um, again, like I, I agree with Andy in that as a finale, at least mid season finale, it didn't seem like too like it didn't leave too big of an impression but i really again echoing andy's thoughts i really enjoyed this run this kind of reminded me of the initial initial these initial three first three episodes that we got that kind of felt like this just big story big movie this big arc over those three episodes this felt also much more connect interconnected and like as if there was an actual plot and things are moving forward and it was it felt really nice and really smooth and i really enjoyed it um, I disagree in terms of true heroes being the one that felt most like an old Young Justice episode. I feel like another freak was the one that felt more like a Young Justice episode of past. I felt like that one yes. was the one, you know, seeing them going to school and seeing them being young. I felt like that was what it was. And I really enjoyed that episode. Um, but yeah, that I'm just very pleased. Um, there's going to be a lot to talk about, but, um. Yeah, I'm excited. I uh, I have thoughts about their decision to basically tell us the story of Victor Stone and of Tara again and again, but we'll get into that. And then, to me, more, I think, yeah, I, the thing is, I feel like a lot of people know Cyborg, but not a lot of people know that part of Cyborg. I, See, I, mean, I, like, mean, I didn't I mean, know well, prior I, to this, like, the details. Like, I just knew that he exploded in his father's lap. But usually they, like, kind of glance over that part and, like, Go to the part where he's like a muscly, like machine man. Yeah. yeah but here's the thing. I guess maybe it's because Justice League, the mm-hmm. actual movie has been like the actual DCEU movie is still like fresh in my mind. And same with the, uh, super, uh, Batman v Superman, like that small clip of him. Like I knew that was coming. Like I, I'm, that's so still mm-hmm. fresh in my mind that I'm like, okay, well, pop culturally, more people have seen the Young Justice. I mean, the, Justice League movie than yes. people have seen Young Justice. So I'm assuming that the people who've seen Justice League, there's, there's much more, there's a bigger kind of overlap there, if that makes sense. Right. So I was like, uh, I don't know, I don't think we needed this, but I mean, it's fine. What I thought was more interesting was, and they did it in a really weird roundabout way, but getting the Beast Boy Doom Patrol backstory, which I, I feel like, because the last season of Teen Titans got into the Doom Patrol a bit with Beast Boy, but not like this. Yeah, not like this. Yeah. Like a lot of people do not associate Beast Boy with Doom Patrol, and I think because we are getting a live-action Doom Patrol very, very soon on DC Universe, stay tuned, kids, Um, 
I I think it was a really smart choice to introduce Doom Patrol. I not I the way they we'll we'll talk about that scene. We'll we'll talk about it. <laughs> we will talk. But as someone who loves the Doom Patrol, I was so happy to see this. And yeah, because I, I feel like the Terra thing is really. I love Judas Contract. It's one of my favorite stories ever done. Marv Wolfman's a great writer, and it's where Nightwing was introduced. I love Cyborg as character, but. I've seen that story kind of play out a lot recently, too, so I thought the whole Beast Boy Doom Patrol thing was at least something we haven't seen as much recently. Uh, Brittany, thoughts? It was really good. Like, I was kind of surprised that, um, oh, what was it called? Monkey. Nightmare Monkeys? Yeah, that one. Nightmare Monkey was as good as it was. Like, it was really dark and, like, tongue-in-cheek humor. I was like, where have you guys been? I forgot that you could write like this. It was really good. Like I'm still like super impressed with like the whole episode. That was it was a, it was a really interesting run. These were all really interesting to kind of binge out yeah. because yeah yeah they were it, definitely like my favorite of the league. And I I'm sorry, Britt, for cutting you off. I I just think that you brought up something really interesting. That these episodes are a lot funnier than the other ones of the season. They're so I think. funny. They're yeah. So funny. Or they finally had space to like put in comedy. They felt a lot slower and like they focused more on characters and less on like. An abundance of plot. There yeah. was well, an abundance of plot, but no real plot direction to it. Yeah. But I also, I also think, I also think there's a lot of momentum, but we're finally like going somewhere. Yeah. But Which, I also think. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. Okay. One of the things that Greg Weigesman likes to do with his writing is he likes to like build up and build up, but he doesn't always go somewhere. Yeah. So. Alright, yeah, this was this was a really interesting set of episodes. It felt weird in that it, we were almost... It's, we were on episode 10 and we're starting to get an origin story, and I'm like, mm, another one? Really? Origin Don't, story? With Cyborg. Yeah, and, and, and that's and that's what makes it feel so like this is like the beginning of a season. It's really strange. I, I have a theory. Do you think if we had gone from the first three episodes and jumped to these three, these four episodes, would it have flowed... Like maybe I think so. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it would just yeah. fine. I think the beginning just fine. I think the other six episodes in this season are can really be put almost anywhere. I mean, like we'd they be can missing be missing Forge's introduction as far as like what happened in the first three that didn't happen yeah. next. But honestly, we could have sped that up a bit. And also, yeah, like, like most Forge's stuff- introduction could have been like done earlier, and then like the rest of them done I mean, like, earlier. Like, they even had done them in the same episode, like, they did the boys, yeah. and that would have worked out really well. And then, like, all right, your team now, have a good time. Like, I, I still don't understand why we needed Lobo to come in. Like, I still don't get yeah. that. I Like, no offense, like, but I just still, I'm like, what was the point of this than just to buy time and fill space? Lobo was here, Beatrice, just so we could have that stupid credit shot of, uh, his, yes, of, course. of, his, of, his, of his finger, and then his finger rotting away in another one. Gotcha, gotcha. That's that's all Beatrice. That's which all I, I do enjoy a severed finger. But still, to be honest though, that was a pretty funny credit funny credit shot. To be fair, that was, was pretty funny. I mean, I haven't been in a situation where there's been just like a spare thumb lying around, but you know. Yeah. So let's start at the beginning of this chunk with exceptional human beings, and immediately are we focusing on Young Justice? No, we're focusing on Batman, Katana, and Metamorpho. Yeah, I mean, I do love about that. I am fine with that because I think Young Justice usually earns when it 
shows us people from the Justice League. Like it in this, I think this isn't earning. Like like we we've been with the team with the younger group of uh, heroes for a while now, and now we get to see Batman and Katana and Metamorpho. We get to see the difference between Dick's team, and we now get to see how Batman operates. And it's there's a clear jump in quality of their team here. Like I think that, I think it's really well done to see, seeing them operate this episode. Right. I mean, I feel like had had that been going on, juxtaposed with Dick and his team doing a mission, then I would agree with you. But to just have it just straight up just be Batman, Katana, and Metamorpho just doing that, I mean, I I don't know. Like for me, it didn't feel earned. For me, I was like, I like when they incorporate the Justice League within the group, but when yeah. it's just purely the Justice League just thrown in and there's none of the main core, then it's like, okay, I, I've gotten used to it by now because that's where how even more so this season than I feel yeah. previous seasons just does it where they're just like, Young Justice is just there because of marketing purposes and we don't want to change the name. But by this point, this isn't a Young Justice show, I feel. It's yeah, just it's, a DC show. It really I, is. I think this works better, Beatrice, if you view this as, like, a direct sequel to Triptych. Like, this is like they were talking together in Triptych, and then they went on a mission because of what happened in Triptych. If like, only home- they had put Triptych right after, right before in yeah, Home think Fires. Home Fires, honestly, is going to be, I think, viewed as the worst episode of this entire season, even with the next 13. Like, it just has no purpose. It just kind of slows things down for no reason, honestly. It's not a... It's... I like the episode on its own. I don't like it as part of this kind of... If it was more of an episodic show, it'd be fine, but it's not. Yeah. And it throws yeah. this way off. It, yeah. What is really interesting is traditionally in the comics, uh, Katana and Metamorpho are both part of the Outsiders. And oh. so... Yeah, that's their team. And so... Which originally in the comics was also made by Batman. So I'm wondering, is Batman, like, grooming them for dick's team like i i'm very mm-hmm. curious because on the original season poster we got way back at comic-con it was like yeah we had people we knew but then like right in the middle was geoforce forager halo katana and metamorpho oh were they in the poster together yes i mean we also were. have um harper Rowe, who is one of batman's like accomplices yes that is yes. bluebird which very Blue happy Bird. to see her like all all the bat family but yeah, you know, it seems at this point she's not a part of the Bat family yet. But well, no. she, we see her in another freak, don't we? We see yeah. her. In, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's another freak, and she doesn't appear to have superpower or not. She doesn't appear to be a superhero yet. Give her like or two she's more not... appearances. Yeah, no, she'll become Bluebird without them telling us it's the same character until we look at the credits. Yeah, ah. and they've done that. They've done that before, though. They've done that like mm-hmm. in season one or two. Like, we saw, yeah, yeah, we've seen it before. And Stephanie Brown. Yeah, Stephanie who? <laughs> Yeah, it's this shows a lot sometimes. There's there's a lot of characters, but honestly, um, Justin, now that you bring that up, it could be that because um, Oracle seemed very familiar with Metamorpho and Katana's um, way of doing missions. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could be possible that or- these two are already part of Dick's team, and Dick yeah. is watching Geoforce, and Batman just taking Dick's place on this group for just this one mission. Like these could be just people already on his team. Yes, yeah, that would make sense. That's completely possible, and I'm very one. I just I like, the the idea of having Dick Grayson having multiple teams doing multiple things seems very 
plausible. He's being yeah, groomed Dick, to take over as Batman when Bruce Wayne retires at the end of this season, and the show ends with Dick uh, assuming the cowl. <gasps> or Dick, is Batman Dick is, already dead and we're just being lied to? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense, but... Yeah, no. Yeah. But it's <laughs> this show, so... But, but I do... I, I don't think we touched on it, but I do really like Katana and Metamorpho here. Like, just besides just the fact that they're, like, um... They're not the Young Justice team. I do like watching them operate. I really like their abilities and watching them fight and watching them work together. Specifically, Metamorpho is used really well during this whole episode. Yeah, the actions, just sequences, just them being very covert. Like, the way yeah. just the way they, they just grab onto his limbs. And so, I, I was expecting him to just become a trampoline or something. And they're yeah. like, no, we just grabbed his limbs and just, like, slow the descent. Like, it was just very smart the way they choreographed everything. Yeah. So, I like what I saw... It's just like I, if they do, if if Dick is gonna be, the, if Dick is already like grooming them and everything, I would have preferred, you know, an actual scene or something giving us a hint of it or starting, you know, not just yeah. the random like surprise. He was all he was. It was already like in the works, you know, yeah. like yeah. you know, do that instead of giving us other stuff like Lobo. You, you're never going to get over Lobo. I just don't like him, and I don't get the hype. I know, I know. I don't get the hype either. I it's, don't either. It, it, I, I get, I get why there's hype. I get it. I don't buy into it. Yeah. Like, I understand why some people get very excited about Lobo. I'm not one of those people. The last time I was excited about Lobo was when they added him to Injustice, the video game, just because I wanted another Fighting King character. Like, hmm. That was, like, that was the last time I actually cared about Lobo, and that was for reasons beside him being Lobo. So, this episode kind of leads right into Eleven with the whole, uh, Victor Stone arc, and Cyborg becoming Cyborg, basically. So do we want to... Before we move on to Eleven, just really quick, I want to touch on that I think that the weakest part of Ten is the weird the stuff where we get the the uh, sorry the exposition dump with uh deathstroke arriving on the island i think that's pretty weak and we yeah. see like this cassandra savage there and it's just like it just feels really like shoehorned in like they've been doing a lot of things that feel like oh we're just gonna show you a bunch of dc characters because we're on dc online we want to show you people or dc oh, yeah. want to show you and this really show. feels like it this show has three different Cassandras running around right now. Yes, it and it's very frustrating. Because Wonder Girl was Cassandra, not Donna. In the eighties, it was a very popular white lady name. It's just to be expected. Um, was Cassandra Kane invented in the eighties? No, I thought she was. No, I don't think she was. Oh, I think only one that version of Wonder Girl would be that era, and then maybe Cassandra. I feel like I feel like Cassandra Kane is like two thousand four. Oh, first yeah, appeared she, in 1999. Oh, I thought she was much older. Hold on. Let's look. Batgirl. Uh, Batgirl. Oh, it's 1999. Also, yeah. Yeah, Batgirl I was Dang, I thought she was much older than that. Well, clearly I don't know how time works. <laughs> I will say the saving grace for that scene, the only thing worth remembering from that is that Cassandra Savage does say... That she, I, who was it? Was she, were they talking about like Tara? I'm not yes, sure. Yes, they were. They were. Well, she was saying like, "Oh, I liked her," and I'm like, "Did you? Did well, you?" Tara, Tara's you like a child. Her? Oh, I don't Beatrice. know how old she is in this. Like, is she a child in this? Because I believe they were saying is she 15 or something. I don't know how old she is in this. She's a I'm, teenager at least. I don't know how old though. That's a great question. Well, how old is Cassandra? How do we? How old is Cassandra? Do we know how old she is? 
Uh, that is also a good point. We don't know how old Cassandra is. Like, maybe she's her contemporary. Maybe they're both 15, and we just how don't know. How old is anyone? Um, and uh, before we move on from Cassandra, uh, Brett, it turns out that all of these char- all these Cassandras were I created know, in at least 96. I just thought they were from the 80s. None of them Clearly were from the I 80s. Clearly, I don't know anything. So they all just... That's just really weird then. 96, really... 99, and 2005. Cassandra yeah. Savage from 2005. Okay, but Grant, they were I, all like. In Brit's defense, in Brit's defense, like, none of. Do they all. Like, a lot of them don't really, like, commingle with each other. I think yeah. maybe. Yeah, I don't think a lot of them. Like, they have not interacted on screen. Yeah, yeah, so they run in different circles, so it's okay for there to be like more it's, multiple Cassandras. Like, why? Like, we can make the difference. They're like very different characters. At least they didn't pull like a Game of Thrones where they just changed a couple of characters' names who were similar. That yeah, was really yeah, yeah. Exactly. They, that also, show does like, that. Yeah, there is. Um, oh, that's not good. Great joy, lady. And. <laughs> and oh, also, God, Justin, God. sorry for keeping us from moving on. Just one last thing. No, it's okay. I think, I think that this episode hey, has gosh, the best. Greyjoy. Her name is something different in the books. I don't remember what it was, but it's something different. Oh, I yeah. don't know Game of Thrones well enough. But um, I think this episode has the best fight scenes of this season so far. I think this is the best. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it's just because I think Young Justice succeeds the best when it has, like, interesting powers more than, like... Because I don't think they really succeed at, like, great choreography, but they're really good at showing us cool powers like Metamorpho yes. and stuff like that together. And I think Metamorpho, like... The Metamorpho turning to, like, smoke or whatever in the middle of a fight, like, I think that's an awesome moment. And it's just really cool. Oh, um, can I say one more thing about this episode before <laughs> We're never you getting off this episode. Yes, no, it's just... Bane had the worst line... Oh, the most stupidest <laughs> thing. And then I was just like, why? Like, you could have said anything. You, or you, you could have just not said anything. You know, Bane, you don't have to speak. It's I fine. I missed this line. What was it? It's on, it's on my phone. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you're bringing this up, Beatrice, and I'm letting you say it. I'm letting you say it here. It's just... This is, I, what, yeah, the fact no, that they rub like Bane are at you, all. Are you talking about when Bane was, like, yelling at them leaving? Hold on, hold on. Okay, let me, let me, <clears throat> quote. Hold on, I need to get his voice right. Okay. Uh-oh. No, okay. No, my guns! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was actually my favorite part of the episode. Like, it's so good. Why? Yeah. Why? Like, anything. You could have said, I don't know, anything else. Like, he just goes, like... I, it would have been, it would have made more sense for him to be like, I don't know, like that's gonna cost us a fortune. No, he had to go. My guns, like it's so. My oh, guns. I, oh god, I just, I, I, mm. and also I just, I can't. Sometimes I see Bane and I'm just like, can you please not? Yeah. Bane, Bane, I don't care about at all. No, he's worthless. So who's ready to enroll in Happy Harbor High School? I am. Let's I am. Go. Let's move to another freak with uh, Violet Harper and Fred Bug with two G's. Fred Bug with two G's. I. This was a great episode. I love this episode. Honestly, this so cute. Forger might be my favorite new character of the season, especially the scene where he starts eating the sandwich with his extra arms and Halo <laughs> nudges him. Like, two hands only. Two hands. No, my favorite thing of this entire episode is is Forager saying, "Is Forager glamorous?" And I'm just, 
So, he's so precious. I love him so much. He needs to be protected at all costs. How are you, Harper? This is Harper. I thought your name was Violet. Violet Harper. Like, that, that whole scene is just yeah. great. Forager's great. I honestly, Halo and Forager are like my, my, chi- my small children. And Artemis is the mom, and I love it. Yes. So yeah. Justin, I said no flying! Is- <laughs> so, Justin, what you're saying is this is a happy-go-lucky slice-of-life high school episode, right? Nothing bad happens, what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, bad things happen. I mean, I think Cyborg may ha- Look, Halo has most deaths, but I feel like for single most gruesome death... Yeah, that was... Like... I think Cyborg just took that award. That, that is really impressive, because this whole season started with, like, Halo's face getting caved in. Uh-huh, like the... Also, the whole, we'll get into it later, but the whole Halo is not actually Gabrielle, like, ooh. I don't know how I feel about that, but, like, at the same yeah. time, it's... It's an interesting I, decision. I don't but... know, I don't know, but I still don't think it's true. I think Gabrielle is still lying, because we had those shots earlier in the season where she clearly remembered who she was. Um, but that's she, clearly yeah. a Rose Quartz Pink Diamond thing going on. I don't know if that's yeah. true, though. I think the mother box would be able to, like, fix Gabrielle in that way. What like, we need I, is the mother box to get to separated and stand yeah. separate from her until they walk slowly close to each other oh, and God. then hold arms. No, but they ex- also explained it in the episode. They were it, like, they some of her memories remain, but it is the mother box. It, it, that's who it is. It's no longer Gabrielle. But then why did she lie about having these memories? Because she lied about she lied about it to artemis when she said like artemis asked if she remembered anything and gabrielle said or violet said no because she didn't maybe know because she didn't that. know yeah maybe like she didn't know what those memories meant at first okay maybe that, or that it could have been like she's she's like oh i remember something and it's not that good and i just met this person i don't know if i can trust them yeah mm-hmm. that would make sense i i i like the i miss the school stuff i miss the awkward teen superheroes fitting in in high school like that was such a big part of season one sometimes that, like, I'm so Yeah, like, when, when Wally had to play dodgeball. And and at the same... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it never felt more connected with the character than when he got had to play dodgeball. It was, I, did not go well. I was like, I feel you, man. I hate to go back to episode 10, but real quick. Oh. The oh, greatest... We skipped Victor. We skipped no, Victor. No, no, be. no. Not even Victor. The, the line of this show that is my absolute favorite is, what are you wearing right now? My engagement ring. Oh my god! Oh, I right. forgot. I forgot. Oh god! Is, she she has adapted to Earth culture wonderfully, and she is she deserves all the happy things in life. She is. She that was the that, that is, is the that was the smoothest line I have ever heard. Oh my god! I, and <laughs> Superboy has really got it a lot better with his strength because he did not like break anything when he was jumping over to the door. Like he literally jumped. Okay, uh, okay. I did not know where that statement was going. Okay, I was not going to oh, say. Okay, jeez. I was just saying that you got you went really fast and didn't break anything in his house. My girlfriend mean... saw the episode like three days before I did, and I just get a text in all caps: "Superboy gonna get some." Oh dear God, yes, McGann. <laughs> and I'm I like, mean... well, something happened. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I, I could not let that pass. Up. That was such a great moment. Um, so yeah, so um, Violet can open boom tubes. Yeah, cause it's so convenient. It's 
Well, that's because she's a mother up, box. I'm sure. I'm sure that's going to be an important part of whatever we do next half of the season, that she can do boom tomb tubes. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have a feeling that the outsiders are going to go to Apocalypse for some reason. Either yeah. stupid or smart, they're going to go there. And they're or an and, accident. To go yeah, visit or, Forager's Hive. Yeah. Like, we have a great... Forager's a reason to go back to Apocalypse. Um, but isn't, isn't Forager from... Uh, New Genesis? Yeah. Close enough. It, they the orbit point, the same the star. Gonna go, the point is they're going to leave Earth via Violet. They're going to the yeah. fourth world area. It's fine. Yeah. Like, the point is, Foragers are reason to go. Violet's our way of getting there. Victor is our problem hey, once we get there. Like, guys, I have a serious thing to ask. Okay. Do you okay. think they're going to make a love triangle between Victor, Halo, and Angry Prince Boy? Oh my god, I was just thinking that! I want, That was like my next point. I was like, I hope because they do. Because me and Allie were watching Wait, 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 wait. You hate Me and them. Alex were watching this, and we were, like, discussing, and we both think that they're going to do a love they're triangle. T- they're totally going to do it. They're totally going to do I'm, it. I, I'm 100% here for it. I am, too. Right now, I'm 100% here for it. Why are you guys in for this? Of all Because things. it's going to be chaos, and it's going to be great. Because <laughs> yeah, Cyborg deserves love. I can't exactly. think of it. Wait. No, he gets and Bumblebee. Where's Bumblebee? People just being, having feelings, and I don't know. It's just going to be, like... I hate hate the Brian Violet relationship. I don't think adding another person to this mix like (laughs) Leon. No, that's why it's not great. Then she won't pick, but she won't pick the prince. She'll go with Victor. She's gonna one hundred percent go with Victor because the prince is stupid. Why can't she go with Artemis again? I still think he might die. Like I'm like, I kind of think he might get killed off. Geoforce? I think he might die. He's Plot got like twist. total like arc of like self sacrifice bullshit true. happening, no. and his hair is kind of reddish, and I feel like it's the redheads who get killed. Yeah, Leon's yeah. gonna turn to stone, all of Terra and Young and Teen Titans, and Violet's gonna be like, "I don't want you to go," and Brion's gonna be like, "I'll be back one day. You just have to be patient." And turns to stone. I hate you, but I just want to be clear here. Not fucking ever go there. That's cruel and mean. And unnecessary. I've, like I've them been, showing us Steve in episode 12 all over again. I've been trying to make this joke for five minutes and I'm going to say it. Okay, God fine. Damn it. Make the joke. <laughs> I just want to be clear that Brit and Beatrice, you only want a love triangle because triangle you hate Brian and you want to. Rion! <laughs> I mean, Brion. you're Brion. not wrong and I'm not. So. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I mean, know. I don't hate him. I actually quite like him, but I like him in the same way I like Mako, where he's just a dunce. <laughs> he's just a dork sometimes, but also he has some problematic stuff, like where I just don't like him. I like I'm... him in the way that I like The Bachelor. I like to see him be crazy <laughs> on the TV, and I want to complain about it the whole time. I need That's Mako. Compliment, Brit. Just I need Mako, like Brion, and Fred from Scooby Doo as my dunce boy army. <laughs> think about it mako and brion kind of have a similar look to them like they have the same haircut they've got the oh eyebrows the eyebrows you know they've got that look so i'm i you know i agree with this kind of like they're basic they're similar and um they're real basic bitches and i'm just saying like look what a love triangle did we got so much more out of a love triangle like sure they both are going to end up being sad but we get such a better couple in the end you know what i mean so it's yeah. like 
I'm for this love triangle. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> From oh. the spirit. No. <laughs> Forgot about podcast for on early on. Oh, the, the podcast I listened to as a kid. What? The one I grew up listening to? Yeah, Justin listened to you while he grew up, Britt. Just think in about like it. middle and high school, I listened to no you. No one should ever listen to me as a child. <laughs> to be fair, I also oh. heard Dylan, so I mean. But you forget I started out on this podcast because I was a Dylan fangirl at twelve. Oh God. You Let's were... just continue. If you ever go back and you ever <laughs> and you go back and listen to the one hundred episodes of the From the Spirit World podcast. They used to, they read all my fan mail from, like, the original Avatar series, and then I decided I was going to be friends with all of them. It was on the Korra series, and I just, like, melt into embarrassment. Literally how I got on this podcast. Why? That's how we all got on the podcast. What are we even talking about right now? Are we still talking about Young Justice? <laughs> yes, we're talking so. about absurd we went amount off, of characters. Like, in a B plot. Don't interrupt yeah. our B plot. Who has more characters, Young Justice or this podcast? Oh my god. I mean, that's a very tough question. I mean, there was like Misha was on one episode. (laughs) Like, I can talk about this for forever. All right. right. I want to be Beast Boy. Okay, let's let's move on. You can be Beast Boy. Okay, okay, tag yourself. Which character? Go. Andy, tag yourself. What? what? I have to tag myself as one of the heroes? Yeah, what character are you? This is Tumblr. I'm I'm Superboy, sure. Okay. Beatrice? I'm thinking, go, go jump someone you're, else. Hold on. You're Batwoman. No, no. Batwoman, uh, no, she has red hair. So keep, move on for a second. I need okay. time to think. Um, Britt? <laughs> I would be... Crap, I should have thought of this in advance. Well, why I would be Dick Grayson because family. I am both... No, I'm not that crafty. I would be Barbara. I'd be Babs because I, would... I never leave my house and I like technology and I, I like Dick Grayson. Who's Dylan? Well, I was going to say Dylan was Dick Grayson because he just plans all this shit from the shadows and doesn't actually do anything for us here. No, no, I can't be Babs then. Um, I know, that's why I was saying, oh no. No, he's Tim Drake. Yeah, he'd be more of a Tim. Yeah, he'd be boring and follows all the rules. Kind of forgettable, but pretty great overall. (laughs) What what are you? We need to to know. I mean, can I just be Wonder Woman? Can I just be Wonder Woman? Oh, wait. We could all be on the team. You could be Tim Drake. Andy could be uh, Donna Troy, and then I could be Cassandra Kane. Oh, yeah, like Cain, Cain, and then on you the could be, um, Yeah, that's Errol not Donna Troy. Right. Well, no, no, I'm fine. Well, no, no, no. I, I'm fine with being Donna Troy. I'm good with that. Yeah. But we're not talking about, like, we're not talking about Cass, though. Wonder Girl's oh, not Donna, Donna Troy. Tr- yeah. Oh, no, Donna Troy was, oh, yeah, Donna Troy was, like, the UN person. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I don't know anyone's name anymore, and I'm I'll just got up at five thirty. I'm like, I feel like I'm the mom to this podcast sometimes. So nightmare monkeys. Um, there we go. Gang. We need to move <laughs> on. Um, can we just start by talking about Doom Patrol Go? Can we just start yeah, there, sure. please? It is the best. It, yeah. I think it's the most notable part of this episode. Yeah. yeah. First Good. off. I love Elastigirl so much. Like Rita oh, is yeah. like one of my favorite characters in DC's canon. And, oh, I was just so, 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 so happy. But the fact that Beast Boy's stepmom was Rita. And, and they have then... all the vo- voice actors from, like, Teen Titans Go. Yeah, yes. no, it's, it's, they it's went insane. really deep on this. They went really deep. This and... is high, some high level, like, meta shit. It was great. <laughs> I love that it's like, we're off to go die now. And I'm like, honestly, no, no. though, kind of the Doom Patrol. Well, no, no, the best part of this little bit 
was Rita floating into the background and saying, wave goodbye to your second mom oh, in a happy I know. And I was, I literally had to pause the episode because I was like, D-I-E-D-I-E-D-I-E. Yeah, you know, that part too, that part made me fucking die too. Like, I, I kind of hate that it works so well. I know, save! I hate like, Titans Go. It D-O-O-M-P-A-T-R-O-L. Doom Patrol Go. It really shouldn't work. You know, it shouldn't. It should. Like, it shouldn't work, and it does, and they do a lot within a little bit of time. Like, that insanity that is Teen Titans Go allows them to just do a lot of exposition, but in a very, like, high-energy way, so it doesn't, like, bog you down. And it's just also very heavy and traumatic, and I'm, like, I'm stunned by how well it works. And And it was a risk that paid off. It, it, it was. It paid off really well. McGann shows up in the, like, Super Friends animation style at the end of that part. Like, <laughs> yeah. That was funny. This, that was oh funny. Gosh, it's such a great I, scene and also dealing with so much trauma in such a light way. Yeah. And it's, it's just so great because, like, they if they... If they'd done this in anything other than, like, Titan Teen Titans Go, like, specifically, even if they chose, like, some Looney, like, even if they gone, like, just Looney Tunes silly animation instead of it, it wouldn't work. Like, they used this, like, great piggybacking of the knowledge we have of Teen Titans Go already to just push us straight into this. And it's just, like, I agree, Beatrice, it shouldn't work. It's so stupid. But they pay it off so well from all the other, like, dream stuff he's had up until now. Yeah. Yeah. And it was written by, like, Greg Wiseman himself, so... Yeah. Yeah. I I love Beast Boy in this episode. As much as I love Beast Boy because of, like, the comics and the old Teen Titans and his time as as Changeling, Teen Titans Go has kind of made Beast Boy a little bit of, like... He's not quite as bad as as the Minions, but, like... He's He's one-dimensional. He's kind of taking on that role of the Minions, where it's like, every time I turn on Cartoon Network, oh, Beast Boy's yelling and farting, ha 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 ha. Well, I mean, to be fair, like, the entire, the entire Teen Titans Go cast is basically the Minions. Like, it's not just Beast Boy, it's all of them. I know, but he's kind of the, he's kind of become the poster Children love the Minions. And and I think that's why the Doom Patrol bit works, because it's kind of like, because he feels like he's one-dimensional right now. Like, it's kind of poking at that same thing with this Doom Patrol thing. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's really meta, but it's also really specific to the character he is in Young Justice. It's really smart. Because he's I, on TV, and he's being, yeah. like, exploited for money. And... It's it's so deep and meta and weird, but it also works so well, it, I can't believe they pulled this off so well. It's been literally decades, and I'm still not over the Doom Patrol death, and the fact that Rita's the only one who's never come back from it, like... Oh my mm, god. That was... Is Rita is Rita like Ben Ben from Spider Man then Uncle Ben? Like she just but no matter she what she doesn't come be, back. Like she's honestly, if you want to see like one of the first really strong, well written women in comics, like that's not taking any crap from anyone and is holding her own with the guys, Rita Parr. Like there's a reason that the Incredibles named Elastigirl after her because yeah, Brad Bird like I like, idolize Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that, that's why she'll be named the last woman in the live-action show, because, oops, the second Incredibles came out. Um, yeah. But it's... It's such a it's such a good... And that's also where the last name Parr comes from. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, Elastigirl and Doom Patrol is actually super influential, but... I mean, 
Do you guys who know more about it? Do you want to talk about like the Doom Patrol? Because they're definitely going it's, with the tone that this has already happened to him, and he's yes. or like all like, these people the, have already died from him. The important thing with Doom Patrol is just that it's. I, I I don't know. I think you know more about about it, Justin, than I do. But what I know as someone who just knows it, like like from like the like the sidelines, is that it's just a team that Beast Boy joined and he was a part of, and they treated him very much like a kid. But he but he felt like he was a member, and like and it was a lot of that kind of dynamic with it. Is that is that correct, Justin? Yeah. So the whole thing with Doom Patrol originally, it was it was Robot Man who was a, a stunt driver yeah. that basically died and got put in a robot body. Negative Man, who's, like, made up of just, like, negative energy and can, like, basically, they got, um, Negative Man got replaced with a Negative Woman eventually, um, after the original Negative Man's death. Um, so the one we saw in the episode is Negative Woman. Um, mm-hmm. the Chief, Niles Calder, the guy in the, uh, in the wheelchair, and then, uh, Helen Parr, or, no, Rita Parr, sorry, Helen is Incredibles. Um, mm-hmm. Rita Parr, who is, um, she was an actress, basically, uh, now can grow gigantic. And yes. basically, they're a bunch of freaks um, who live together to shelter from society, and they're like, you know what? Like, we may be really weird, even by superhero standards. Like, we're weird people, but you know what? We do good things. And uh, famously, they all die. Uh, one of their villains basically has them pinned down, and the villain's like, either I'm I'm either going to kill the four of you, or I'm going to kill this small fishing village of 11 people. Yeah, and they decide to sacrifice themselves to save just those eleven in the grand yeah. scheme of the world, nobodies, and mm-hmm. which is why it's like honestly one of the most heartbreaking deaths in the DC yeah. universe. They 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 just die for nothing. I remember that part of it, Justin. Mm-hmm. And well, yeah, like, I'm not saying they die for those eleven people. Sorry, sorry, but it I, I, well, I, in a comic scale where you know universes hang in the balance. It was such a sobering moment of like by, by, by nothing I mean that nobody really remembers for it except for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Like Beast Boy oh. essentially holds all the memories for the Doom Patrol by himself because uh-huh. no one cares about them, right, Justin? Like except, that yes, except then in the '80s, Grant Morrison wanted it, so they revived it for everyone except the uh, Elastigirl, and it became kind of known as the Weird Book because Grant Morrison was writing it. And I, I, now it's back again, <laughs> being written by Gerard Way, lead singer of My Chemical Romance, who also created the Penny Parker from Into the Spider Verse. Ah, and upcoming Netflix show Umbrella Academy is based off his work. And now oh, he's running Doom Patrol, and it's trippy as balls. Like that's that's that, Doom that's Patrol just, now is the really weird book. I, that's disappointing. I do think it works. I think it works best when when Beast Boy is like the only one who really like embodies mm-hmm. what they like like mem- remembers them. Like that's part of the trauma of it and part of the sadness of it that he he carries the weight of them with him by himself. And that's really sad. So as soon as I hear Rita say we're off to die, like it just yeah. stabs me in the heart remembering that yeah. that issue where the four of them get murdered, and I'm like, wow, kill me. Yeah, it's I. If anything, this whole episode gets across that Beast Boy is a very very troubled character, and he's oh, and we so much and trauma. He's been hiding that for a long time on Young Justice. Like even for the time we've seen him, he's been troubled, and. This season, it's even worse, and it's really, mm-hmm. really shocking seeing all the people he's lost one by one dying, and I, mm-hmm. and I, and also the wall. Like we haven't even touched on Wally being voiced in this episode. Like it's crazy. Do you Wally, think, the original Blue Beetle. Think, like, yeah. Okay, keep going. No, just I was. I can't remember the other people to list off. Yeah, there, was an, there was an Aqua Girl. There yeah, was the Aqua Girl. She dies. I always forget that she dies, and uh, then what's his face becomes an evil dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and then there is um. 
also his mom, obviously in the Doom Patrol. I think that's all the people that die in in a, in his life. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's a lot of people for for someone as young as he is. Yeah, it's crazy. He's dealing a lot with of it people. so well, honestly. Yeah, I would be a mess. And I'd I really, mess it less. I, I, <laughs> yes. I really also I really like the way they go at it in that like they talk about how he didn't make the best decision, but the show also acknowledges that he was a kid and couldn't make the best decision because he shouldn't have to in this situation. Like I really yes. like that they touched on that. Like. It, a lot of shows talk about how a, a young character makes a mistake like this, but then also puts the onus on them for fixing it. But, like, he's a kid. He shouldn't he's have to 14. fix it. Yeah. yeah. Now he's I love older, that, but still. Uh, he, he's not that old. And I love that Megan comes in and, like, helps him, even though she hasn't seen him for what the show is kind of telling us has been years. And Megan's like, I still love him. He's still my brother or, like, like or my adopted brother. And, like... And I love that about Megan. Like, she is so loving and caring, and she's family to him, and it's just, it's so good, this ending. I really love it. And we finally and actually, in, yeah. we actually get to see his girlfriend do something, like, not just there, Queen Perdita actually being, like, a, a character, and she's, like, actually kind of interesting. Like, I love their little relationship with, like, your majesty. Say that again, and it's off with your head. Like, they're adorable. Yeah. I will say what I love most, though, about this is that when McGann shows up, he's already fine. Like, he's worked it out himself. Mm -hmm. So she's kind of like, I'm here, but you don't, I didn't even, you already took care of everything. So let's just go, go, let's, like, leave. Let's go back. So, again, just another really just great episode. And it's just, it's just great how we get his trauma, but we also get him dealing with it Mm -hmm. and facing it. And, yeah, and it's a healthy way of dealing with trauma. Yeah, it's so good. And I also like that, like, even though Megan didn't help him, I think just the fact that she was there did help him at that last moment. Yeah. Like, she was the turning point, but she didn't do anything. Like, it was just, the monkey just said, hey, someone's here for you. And then he realized that there was, and that was all he needed to finish that getting, pa- not getting past it, but this next step in the process of healing. And I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, this was a really, just really solid episode, honestly. <laughs> I just can't believe they did a Teen Titans Go parody. I just can't. It was beautiful. Oh, about Doom Patrol. About yeah. Doom Patrol, which is like, like yeah. As someone who grew up, because I grew up loving Doom Patrol because of Teen Titans. Like, Teen Titans is what taught me about Doom Patrol. Season 5, when Beast, when they bring up the whole Beast Boy, used to be part of another group called the Doom Patrol. That's where I learned what that, what that team Same. was. And then I looked into it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, these guys are amazing. Why aren't we doing stuff with them? And now, of course, we are, but... Yeah. But I also think what we haven't touched on is this episode still, with all this great stuff we're talking about, also pushes the plot forward. Like, yes. it's crazy. Like, it pushes the plot forward more than, I think, most of the episodes this season, and it does so while also giving this amazing character piece at the same time. It's like, this is what I wanted for Young Justice Season 3, like, the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was so good. It was very focused. It, wow, you know what's interesting? Greg Weissman has written three episodes this season. He's written Prince's All, which is the premiere. He wrote this episode, and he wrote Home Fires. <laughs> Those yeah. are things he wrote, Greg. Look, I, I, I will say that the B plot of home fires 
I enjoyed. The yeah. only like there are certain things about that episode that really, really work. I mean, there is the Lobo stuff that we're just going to ignore, but there are just <sighs> things that really work in it. The problem is that it just doesn't fit chronologically oh. with the, everything else that they're doing. Yeah. Like oh, they could have, I don't know. They could have just, it, oh, it's an ordering problem. I guess. Yeah. It, yeah. The, the pacing of that part is weird. I have a, I have a theory though. Do you think? Let's put our crazy hats on for a minute. Or okay. conspiracy hats, conspiracy hats. My, my hat is on. Get, my it's hat always is on. on. Okay. It's always so, on. <laughs> you think, because they have to, like, I guess legally, they have to credit the voice actors, yeah. and they'll know as fans that people will know if certain voice actors are signed on. Like, they can't really keep it a secret. Well, they, I don't. Hold on, my. So, okay, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. <laughs> So if we see that certain people have signed on for episodes and then they're in like nightmare monkeys as the monkey for a little bit. And then the oh, character oh, like shows up. Do you think that means they're going to be in like another episode? Like, another <laughs> but it's a good way to hide the fact that that character is coming back. Like if, if they just like, we signed him on for this, like it's, I, I see what you're saying, Britt. Like, it, it yeah. could easily be a smokescreen from that perspective. But I also think we're gonna see him. Like, even if we hadn't had this episode, I think it would yeah. be crazy if we didn't touch on the fact that multiple flashes have disappeared into the into the Speed Force and come yeah. back. Yes. Like, so many. Yeah, it's, it's... If he doesn't resurrect somehow this season, I will be shocked. I will be so sad. So... I went to look at the list of episodes. Also, they really showed us him dying, so I yeah, feel like they, that's important. They've been hard. They've been. They've and been they're like in. Sorry. His like mental headspace, but he's replaying memories like they're on television, which is fascinating. Oh, it's too. Nah, yeah, it's not. So, I don't want to go there. Justin. That's too like crazy. We'll just skip over right. it and continue. I looked at Sorry. the list of episode titles. It spells out, and if you know anything about Dark Side, this will make sense. Dude, going with Justin, this is old news. We knew this as soon as they announced all the episodes. I never us. saw the thing. We haven't talked about it. Three. Prepare the anti-life equation. Which is a Dark that Side reference. That sounds like that. It, be it Brit, this is essentially the Infinity Stones of DC. Of DC. These are the, like the anti-life equation is essentially just you, apocalypse wants to control the not apocalypse I'm sorry dark side wants to control the entire universe with this one essentially there's a math equation there's an equation of math just like how the mother boxes and the father boxes work by using math to be like super powerful there's an equation somewhere that can let him control like life and stuff like that and control people and bend them to his will That sounds convenient Yes let's Let's knock out this last one because we're fast, quickly approaching an hour. Let's yes. knock out this last one. True heroes. I want to start with the B plot because I want to start with Violet um, getting her hair brushed because I think this is one of the more interesting moments of the entire season. Yes. I mean, most hijabi people don't wear their head. They had wraps inside, so I think it's fine. Except they well, should have had him leave. Well, but, no, no, that, that he, she, wore, she wore it inside because there's men all around, mostly. That's how I yeah. read it. But yeah. what's interesting to me is... Her hair is so pretty. Oh, her hair is beautiful. What's interesting to me is she's not Gabrielle. No. Mm-hmm. So the sentient mother box would not... The, the, the fact that 
she's... Think they, like, combine to be one person? Or do you think the mother box is, like, trying to control Gabrielle? No, I... That's why I'm saying I think Gabrielle's in there still because she yeah she's you she's doing like I get what you're saying Justin like she's doing things that only really Gabrielle would know to do right like, like a, a sentient artificial intelligence doesn't have a religion and therefore wouldn't abide by any codes of a religion yeah er, ergo yeah. unless she's like respecting that this used to be Gabrielle's body which would be a really and, interesting explanation would, which I would, that would be with an that. Tr- which I think. Is that, what they're going for, but... I think that would be really, really interesting, because, I mean, they talked about it earlier on, where what, there's an episode where Artemis was like, um, why the hijab? And she just said, I don't know, but I, but I like it. Something like that. Where she's yeah, like, I don't do know, think... but I have it. Yeah. Also, she eats marshmallows, and Muslims don't eat marshmallows because they have gelatin in them, which is made out of yeah. horses' hooves. But... I, I just think that if it is that, Justin, where it's just, like, the mother box is respecting it, I think that's fine. I think that would be interesting, but I want it explicitly stated in some way. Like, I want us to delve into that. I think we'll get that in the back half. Also, interesting. Mm-hmm. The Professor Doc- yeah, Dr. Doctor Jace has, honestly, mm-hmm. I thought she was going to be a minor villain, and she has become a really complex oh, and interesting Did you character. not catch her villain moment this episode? There was a villain moment this episode? She picked up – she – rushed into the house after Violet stopped Cyborg to grab the the hairbrush that has Violet's hair on it. She, did she rush or did she happen to find it? She that, no that's the one everything is on the ground all broken apart and she picks up the hairbrush and she starts looking through it for the hair. Like it's in the background but she's doing it. Like I think she's getting I think she's still running tests on Violet. That's entirely possible. Like, I, I want do her to kind of get a villain vibe. Like, she's yeah. kind of too nice. Watch the scene. It, the shot, like, moves from her to the rest of the team. Like, it wants us to see her pick up the comb, look at the comb, and then it goes to the rest of the team talking about what Violet did while they were gone. Like, mm-hmm. it wants us to see her doing that. And it does feel kind of strange that the whole house is broken, and the doctor goes straight for the one thing that has Violet's hair in it. Like, it's very interesting. Mm. I, I'm very curious about that. But no, we have enough double agents now with Terra. No, we don't. Justin, this is young justice. Like, there's never enough double agents in Wait, this show. Wait, what if the text wasn't from Terra? What if it was from Dr. Jace? It could be. Like, who knows? That would be an interesting twist on this. Hmm. Anyway. But we talked about, like, the father box versus the mother box yet. Um... No, that's a very interesting dichotomy that I would love to get into. Uh, femininity good, masculinity evil. Yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a thing. It says here on the DC fandom page that Father Box is an apocalyptic. So weird spelling. Why do they do it like that? Anyways, version of the Mother Box, Darkseid's former aide, Mortalar presented Orion with the apocalyptic Father Box, which he used to replace. His seemingly dead mother box, unspinnose to him, it was designed specifically to turn him back into dark side. So, hmm. I think... Should we talk I, about what a mother box is more to, like, the casual fans and then discuss it, or... I mean, well, I mean, I think all you need to know as a fan is, if you don't know what these are, they're just sentient computers that are really smart and can use math to do things that are essentially magic. Mother and Father Boxes can do pretty much the same thing, right, Justin? Like, they have the same pretty powers. Mo- pretty much same powers, but Father Boxes are, like, aggressive and violent because they were designed specifically yeah. for Darkseid, who is a very vi- yeah. aggressive, violent person. And, the mother and they say the Father Box like, is apocalyptic, where this is the 
mother boxes are from New Genesis. So yeah, they're like... So basically ultimate bad and ultimate good planets. Yes. And and also, like Justin said, there's a lot to unpack there with the fact that the good ones are feminine and the bad ones are masculine. But it's also, it's interesting in that the, the masculine is created from the feminine, which if we go by, you know, Judeo-Christian yeah. canon, which New Genesis is obviously, yeah. you know, there's a little reference there. In in that, you know, you have the whole idea of that women, you know, take it from the rib of man, whereas here the masculine is Taking the lesser the altered form of the feminine. And I'm, it, it's a very... It, Getting into it's, all of the... I think I'm, it's more interesting the deeper you delve, but the surface level stuff is kind of messed up. Like, it's kind of... Uh, I don't appreciate it, but, um, yeah. I... Hmm. I, But, I mean, if it's... I, I agree it can appear pretty bad, but you know what? The way I see it is we have so many things that are problematic towards women in comics, including in Young Justice, that I'll let... The, you know what? I'm not going to die on this hill. Like yeah, I'm not gonna yeah. die on it, but I just want to point out that I don't like it. I don't like it, but I blame Jack Kirby. <laughs> yeah, it's it's this is this is this is a relic of '80s stuff. Like this is just how it used to be. Stuff like this, this like this was an '80s reference. Yeah, but I I like that we're we've but you could also look at it as we've broken it of its programming, but it's still now useful. So basically. Toxic masculine behaviors can be unlearned. Because think about it, Cyborg is now good. Yeah, but I think that's more like subjugation than learning. Like, it's kind of different. We could get into this. Or it's like literally the subject of my thesis. I don't, I don't think this is what we need to get into an hour into a podcast, Justin. Like, if, like we could have a whole podcast. Hey, look, around. an actual matriarchy. I'm like, some shows, okay, yeah. um, I'm still mad at stuff in other shows. So let's not get into that. Um. Okay. Let's deal with this. Um, we found Tara! Yay! And she's evil! Evil! Do we know yes. she's evil? I love her in her little, she's like, MMA a... fighter outfit, though. Her little, like, helmet is so cute. She looks you... like the helmets we put on the kids at work who have misshapen heads. <laughs> I mean, she also, it also looks <laughs> like agree. a sparring helmet, but, um... Jeez. Is did Tara did Tara lose her spar on yes. purpose? Yes. Yes. Like was she was she being weak on purpose? Because that's kind of the vibe I got that she's actually a lot more powerful than this fight yes. show does. It's Tara. Yes. She's very a power. If it's anything like every other Tara, she's very powerful but very unstable. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of her thing is Tragic she powerful. Hero. But... Actually. It... Are it's, we going? With, is she going to be somewhat sympathetic? Because in the comics, she is not. She's batshit. Like insane. I don't see how we make her sympathetic here. Like do she's what with, Teen Titans did. I know, but like her brother saved her here. Like this is even worse than Teen Titans because Teen Titans, it was just some random people tried to help her and she betrayed them. Like that's messed up. Oh but my not, gosh, what if Vic? What if it's Cyborg? My, my point mm. here, Justin, is that is her. What if it's Cyborg? To continue her. that sentence. Because, I'm not following you. Oh wait, what if Cyborg is the one talking to Deathstroke? Because oh. basically now he's he. You want to talk found by a random group of people? Literally, Violet walks in the room. He's like, "Can I follow you?" And she's like, "Okay." Um, I mean, but the thing is with that, like, how does he know Deathstroke? I just that don't suggests... want Terra Deathstroke lovers. Please, just let me have my crackpot theories till look, June. Look, if she's look, if she's 15, I mean, if he's I don't mad, think we're gonna get it. 
And he's a teenager. And or we will. He just had half of his brain removed. He probably has at least a small anoxic brain injury because his head is removed. Also, let's not get into the fact that he was talking and breathing with an open chest. Anyways. Oh, yeah, Britt. Yeah, I remember you being upset about that. So upset. Look, so upset. I'm, I'm just going to say, let's not worry about the type of relationship Tara and Deathstroke have until we've been, pr- until the show t- proves us that we need to worry about it. Okay, or that's not right. like, that's you fair. know what I mean? Like, it's I'll like, I'll drop it. It's been a month. I'll drop it. I, I think, I think the thing that I'm worried about more is just rehashing old plots. Like, that, I don't, yeah. Like, I just want something new here with Tara and it doesn't look like we're getting something new. Maybe and we'll get it might she not ever be played as like just a straight, like she's just a villain and she's having a great time. Not really. Kind of the Judas contract comic. If you only look at the Judas contract comic without looking at the subtext of like why is she like this, probably because that's. If you look at it purely from what's written on the page, yes, she's pure evil and loving it. If you look at the fact that probably years of abuse and like basically being neglected, like disowned and kidnapped and like all kinds of crazy shit, you know, it becomes a lot more apparent she's a victim here. But if you just take it at the written word, no, she's freaking insane and loves it like okay okay i think this will work if we get a backstory episode where we see that she's been abused and tortured that said i don't want an episode where we see tara abused and tortured you know what i mean like like that's the problem this works if we get something like that and i don't want to see i don't think we will because we haven't gotten that like sort of vibe from her older brother who probably would have been subjugated no no no, no. i mean like she's 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 been she was kidnapped for multiple years there could be multiple years before yeah. this okay, season Okay, so before this. It could be so she had, like, of... a happy childhood or, like, just a regular yes. one-ish. We're definitely getting a Terra backstory episode where we see her get kidnapped and she's kidnapped by the light and all that in the shadows. And we see her abused by um, Deathstroke. And it's – I'm not going to What if like... in some runaround way – because it's been seven years since the show started at this point. Yeah. What if the team had a chance to save her but didn't because didn't realize what was going on or something? That could ridic- be something, yeah. That it would, would be make ridiculous, but it would give good reason why she yep. wants to betray them. So, so, so Justin, based based on the episode titles alone, which one's the Terra backstory episode? We have thirteen episode titles. Illusion of control. Oh, Illusion early warning. I was thinking leverage. I'm thinking leverage. Is I think one. it might be leverage. That sounds good because Illusion of Control seems like like a McGann episode. Or maybe influence, since, you know, Deathstroke might have influence over her. Or first impression. Possible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I could mm-hmm. Solution of Control being an episode about Cyborg, where we think that he's in control. Of oh, him. yeah, that could be it, like, too. Like, these, these episodes... Fourth is a Tana episode. Yeah. Oh, I, I, episode, I think Do you think they're going to use Cyborg as, like, a code for, like, mental illness? You think they're going to use Cyborg not. as a MacGuffin to get us back to a new Genesis and Apocalypse? Yes. <laughs> Like well, I think yes. he's a prop. I'm sorry. I don't think he's gonna get any more I, development. I wanna I wanna commend them on these episode titles, because I think most of these episode titles are really good once we've seen the episodes, but like before we see them, we have no idea what the episode titles mean. Like they don't yeah. spoil anything. It's nice. Oh it is um, kind of nice. How do you feel about cool. Tara uh Brion and Halo officially? Uh. Girlfriend. I blocked that from my mind. Girlfriend. I literally It's like yeah! such a teenager thing. It's adorable, but at the same time it's not gonna last. Ugh. I just don't care. It's just so painfully straight. The show is like it does so many good things, and then there's like what, five straight relationships in these four episodes? Honestly, I, mean, I don't 
care at this point. All I want is for... Are um, you counting Forager Bioship as a straight relationship? Sure, Justin. Okay. All I'm saying is, all I care about is, um, like, let Violet enjoy her time with the prince, because eventually she's going to dump him for Victor. It's all I'm saying. <laughs> or Artemis. <laughs> I can't get over yeah. this, Beatrice. This is best. I agree. I love like, stamp of approval. On you know opinion. what I mean? Like it's fine. It's like like it's fine. It's like it's, how in Rick and Morty, Morty not Morty, Rick and the president or ship that is inevitable. Okay, this dude and this chick are inevitable. It's gonna be Victor. Did they get together in the comics? Actually, I don't care. I don't know if they've ever the met comics. in the comics. This Halo. Yeah. Is I mean, so they different. completely remade Halo from like a blonde lady. She's kind yeah. of boring. I don't want to say she's kind of boring. That's rude. But she's this, I, I think you could say this Halo is much more interesting just by the. She is very, very interesting. Yeah. And, and, and she's, she's having a great time. And there's a Muslim girl on the team. Oh, I think oh my God. Theory. Theory. You know how. Okay. Britt, you know how you said that Brion was going to die? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. okay. So here is how he's going to die. Oh my you know, okay. The in the beginning, we got so much of like Halo dying, and then that making him feel bad. Well, now we're gonna flip it. He's gonna die and make Halo feel bad. But the great thing is, he's not coming back. <laughs> oh, I want or or to be like some self sacrificing bullshit for his country and like his or brother. something like that. Yeah, yeah. You I know, that's you. Like, I'm telling you, he's got like hero debacle written all over him. Or he's gonna go back, or he's gonna do something stupid. I want to go back. He's just to gonna do Legend something stupid because he's like. He's got I like a hear, heart. Okay. I want. I want to hear Beatrice try to kill off Mako in every podcast. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hold on. No. 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 I was, no. Next podcast, you can tell us, Beatrice. If you want to hear Beatrice's Mako death um, fanfics, please go to Discord. Um. <laughs> That was a maniacal laugh. Who for me? Yeah, that no, was for him. I didn't laugh. That wasn't my laugh. Just letting y'all know. Justin, that was me. Okay. Jeez. Okay, but like, so we're probably gonna have at least one more death. Okay. Yeah. So who do you think it's gonna be? Like, uh, aside from Brion. Aside from Brion. <laughs> I think Brion because too. bad idea. No, 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 no. It's gonna be Brion twice. It's gonna Brion's gonna die. Ooh, Bio- could it be Supergana Man? Because they're both oh. kind of like they're heading up the love equation. People don't get to be happy in Young Justice. Yeah. It also could be. Nah. Like, Artemis dies. dies. The episode Wally comes back. Nope. Nope. Take that Shoot, back. Shut your mouth. Take that back. No. Wash your I mouth. Li- with I live through. You. I live through Young Avengers: The Children's Crusade. Where Ant Man comes back to life and Cassie is so freaking happy, only to then die that same issue. Oh, man, why would you have that- to remind me of that? Oh, because we don't have enough Cassies to keep straight. Oh man, we should have. She's different. Oh, I miss her. She's still not back. You'd think they'd bring her back. No, she's, she's a woman. Not- Women don't come back from the dead in comics. That's only the guys. Fair. Yep, that is fair. I shipped her with um Hawkeye, but um not oh, Kate not Bishop. Same, yeah, Kate Bishop. Yeah. Major, did, major ship. Anyway. Did Mary Jane come back from the death once? Probably. Maybe. I mean, Gwen Stacy did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, she isn't like, she did, but like, she's not the, it's, it's, she's not the same Gwen Stacy as the one who died, though, right? No, well, mm, no. Well, Spider Gwen is not. She's from a different reality. That's what I mean. Yes. 
If they've brought Gwen back in any other comics, I don't know. But Spider-Gwen is from a world where Peter Parker died trying to become like Spider-Woman. Right, that's yeah, why. Yeah. Like, it, it's, she she technically didn't come back in the way that typical superheroes, like Wolverine comes back every other time. Well, to be dying. fair, he only finally died a few years ago, which is an amazing book. But we are so off topic, so let's... This is not the first time, Justin. <laughs> I know. You guys but... don't even, even know about going off topic until Dylan and Mel have been arguing for 45 minutes and me and Sam and Allie are all on Tumblr. We, believe me, believe Wait, me. what Chris. podcast was this? From the spirit world. Oh my god. Justin, you listened to to From the Spirit World. That was like every other podcast. You're right. You're right. This is glorious. Uh, when, when when Dylan and Mel would get into those, that's when I would flip to like comic geek speak or something. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) You guys were always in my iTunes feed. It's wonderful. It like has such a special place in my heart. Okay, it's been a long time, so we're gonna yeah. go ahead and we're gonna we're gonna bounce. I think we talked about at the beginning kind of how we feel about this as a midseason finale. Um, we'll be back in June. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you can find all the info on this podcast at overlyanimated.com. Join us on Discord to hear Beatriz um, hate on Mako and Brion and get all stabby with it. Text chat about animation at overlyanimated.com/slash/discord. Support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Katrin, a.k.a. Patron Katrin. And thanks as always, woo, to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Hugh. Um, Coming up, we have no more more Young Justice for a few months, but we have Uh, some Steven Universe feedback coming up pretty soon uh, for Change Your Mind. What? We also have Genlock coverage coming up yeah general actually happened i'm it did and it was not a horrible show which is a great show it's not a horrible show and that is disappointing in some ways but great in others i'm i'm excited so on like a scale of one to ten for the listeners of the watchers of young justice the listeners of this podcast should they would they enjoy gen lock Yes. They probably enjoy Genlock. Yes, it's, it, it's a good, it's a really good show. I'm standing by this. It's it's an action show. It's an action um, sci-fi show that's based on, like, anime and stuff. Like, they would like it. Also, Justin, it's just Power Rangers. Dope. I'm watching. Just, Thanks. just, Justin, go watch the intro, like, the, the theme song for this show. It's just Power Rangers. I'm not kidding. You got it. You got it. All right. Thanks for listening, guys, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.